Warning! Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems including but not limited to impaired judgment, organ failure, projectile expulsion of Taco Bell, limp dick, distorted recognition of potential sexual partners, and poop. Lots of poop. Please enjoy this podcast responsibly. If you're happy and you know it, Papa Cook. If you're anxious and you know it, take a sip. Hey, 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 Wobbly Winos, and welcome to Why, Why We're, We're Whining, the holiday bender taking you on a wine adventure. I'm Tommy Lucas. And I'm Lucy Zukaitis. And today we're still whining about holiday drinking. Yes. Are we becoming predictable? Well, I think that's why people love us. <laughs> Do they? Let me have this. <laughs> it's the season. Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. Thank I should you. be more giving at this time of year. You should. You should. And I'm going to be giving and I'm going to tell everybody today about our day 11 vino. Mm-hmm. We've got a ho, 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 red from Francais. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Uh, we have the... Donnez à moi. What is that? That mean? was give it to me. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a struggling deep roots Côte de Gascogne. Is that Ooh. how you say that? Uh, Gascogne? 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 I think Gascogne. 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 Okay. It's from France. So, uh, yeah, we've got a... I don't red... think I'm familiar with this region. I don't know too much about it either okay. until I looked it up. And it is actually, the region is Gascony. Uh, which is the mm. southwest portion of France, like okay. right kind of like by Spain. Okay. That little region up in there. And uh, this region is actually the perfect climate for reds. Oh, great. What we've got here. How fortunate that we're drinking a red. Fantastic. See, the French, they know how to put it all together. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> how do you say Merry Christmas in French? Joyeux Noël. Joyeux Noël. <laughs> oui. Uh, so this one here, it's a red blend. I had a problem finding what grapes specifically made up the red blend. Mm, okay. So I think it's, we're just going to call it Gascony's Finest. Oh, yep. so it's a mystery. A mystery. Tell me about the bottle here. What do you see? What does this look like? It is a leaf in red, and it has a lot of various patterns. Yeah, it's like veins and webbing and like mm. like it's like a leaf quilt yeah at first glance you might just see a leaf but then you realize how complex it is when you really oh, look is this going to be like the complexity of the grapes marrying together and that's what i'm thinking this beautiful red blend that we're about to consume i assume yes well uh, now i'm going to be disappointed if that's not what it is oh, i was going to say i'm getting hard but uh, oh. <laughs> which well. could equally be disappointing i don't know <laughs> <laughs> anyway on that oh. note this Boy. one here is uh, 13%. Like I said, I have no clue what these blended grapes are. Mystery. But we do know that they're harvested and aged separately, mm-hmm. and then they're blended at bottling. So oh. we're aging our beautiful little juices, forming it into wine, and then Wait, so like, let's the say there's three different grapes. They're all aged on their own? Yes. Oh. Which is really kind of brilliant because not every style of grape matures at the same rate and yeah. responds to different additives or whatever else that they're putting in there. But then you can get it the way you want it and then blend it with everything else to form your perfect symphony of flavors. Ooh, I'm very intrigued by that. Yeah, kind of sounds cool, right? It does. Like everyone's in timeout and then they're finally allowed to all play at the time when they're ready to behave well with others. 
assuming one doesn't spoil it for the bunch. Oh. You know, we might have a bad egg in here. Oh, no. But based on what they're telling me, I'm kind of optimistic. Great. That's all I need to know. Let's drink it. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Give me your glass. It's right here. I gave you a little more than I thought I should. That's okay. It's after five o'clock. Oh, that's good for us. Proper drinking hours. (laughs) Because we really care. I was going to (laughs) say, we don't really hold ourselves to that standard often. First of all, color-wise, what do you see in here? Um, It's got like a nice like kind of cherry color. Garnet, cherry. It's very pretty. Got some good legs on it and stuff. Thank you. Oh, the wine. (laughs) I can't see them past your Ugg boots. (laughs) All right, what does it smell like to you? Um, I feel like I'm getting some raspberry, maybe a little plum action. Okay. I'm definitely getting black pepper. Mm -hmm. Do you get that black pepper? I was going to say there's spice for sure. Yeah. I'm getting cherry too. Okay. A little bit of licorice almost. Oh, really? A little bit of black licorice. I'm not getting that. That's okay. That is okay because that's not really my jam. I I really like the way it is on the nose here. It feels like a nice fruit and spice blend to me. Yeah. A perfect marrying of grapes. Well, Mm. let's drink it and find out what we taste here. Cheers. Cheers. I think you hit the nose on the head when you said it is a perfect marrying of fruit and spice blend. That's nice. It is nice. Now I'm trying to like guess what the grapes are in here. It's giving me GSM vibes. Oh, okay. You know? Which it certainly could be. It could be. What would you eat with this? I'm going to have a steak. Boeuf bourguignon. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The combination of like the beef and then like the earthy vegetables. Give it to me. Yeah. Oh. And then I'll probably have like some kind of chocolate at the end. Yeah. Struggling deep roots got me thinking about trees. Okay. So first of all, just tell me a little bit about your... Christmas tree traditions growing up. Oh, God. Or now, whatever. They, I think, changed over the years. Like, Mm -hmm. we were very young. We always used to get a real tree. Mm -hmm. But we would, like, go to the tree store. We wouldn't go, like, cut it down in the woods on our own. Oh, wow. So we weren't, like, super invested in that. But then I think the combo of, like, lighting that tree with the individual light strands Mm -hmm. and then... My mom wanted a second tree for the living room, and my dad was like, I'm not cleaning up after two freaking trees. This is ridiculous. So then we ended up transitioning to two pre-lit fake trees, Mm -hmm. which for ease of putting up and also like decorating, I feel like they work better. But there's nothing that can compare. I wouldn't know. I've never had a fake tree. Really? (laughs) No. (laughs) There's nothing that can compare to the smell of a real tree. But we are primarily uh, a fake tree household. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always did the real one. You know how the Zuchaitis family procrastinates a little. They may have been known from time to time. So usually it would be like December 23rd would be our day to go get a tree. Oh, shit. And are like, you kidding me? Tree farms are often closed at this point. But my second grade teacher's sister had one. And she would let us in after they were technically closed. And it would always be like after dark because we also can't do anything in a timely fashion day of. So we'd go and we had to look at every single tree that was still at the farm. Of course. And then, you know, pick our like top 10 and narrow down. So it'd be after dark, everyone's shining flashlights. My dad gets the saw out and he's on the ground doing all that. Um, And we always had to get like a very large, impressive, but it had to have some like quirk and character. Uh, And then we get it back and getting it in the house was always a big process because we could not scrape the paint in the doorway. So we had boards that we'd have to hold up on the side of the doors. Two of us would be on that job and then a few people would be on bringing it in. 
one year, one of the boards fell on my toe and I was like gushing blood. And my dad was like, don't get blood on the carpet. (laughs) And then because we'd get these large, strange trees, most years they would fall at some point. And my mom, she has really good reflexes. So, like, more often than not, she'd, like, come running and catch it. Wait, the tree yes. decorated in yep. full would just yeah. tip over? Yes. Like, annually? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, like, thrice a year. Oh, my God. Um, but it was only up for, like, four days. You got it on the no, 23rd. No, no, no. It stays through, like, like the February? end of January. Yeah. Oh, you're those people. Yeah. So today, I would like to briefly discuss growing your own Christmas tree. What is this, a 50-year fucking process? <laughs> Maybe. So, first of all, why? Right. Well, we could save money in the long run. This is better for the environment. And, like, if you have kiddos, this could be a good lesson for them. I wish you could all see my face right now. It's very, very, very (laughs) skeptical. What do you think are the three main kinds of Christmas trees? Pines. Pines? Yes. Firs. And and spruce. Yes. Furs, very popular due to their fragrance, beautiful colors, ability to retain needles, grow best in cool climates or areas of high elevation. Tommy's ready to plant one. Yep. Pines are hardy and can be grown in warm or cool climates, but maybe don't have quite the same feel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Spruces, also gorgeous, but struggle with needle retention. They're a little pokier. So it just depends on what you're looking for. How far apart do you think you need to plant your seedlings? 10 feet. Oh, that's really close. This recommends seven to eight feet. Oh, okay. But if you're only doing a few, you could do 10. Great. Correct depth is crucial. If you don't plant the seedling at the exact depth that was grown at the nursery, it will die. Well, how the hell are you supposed to know that? Good question. You look for a noticeable color shift on the trunk that marks the surface level where the seedling was originally grown. Oh my God. And then you spread out those deep struggling roots. See what I did there? Yeah, I heard. Mm -hmm. Watering and maintenance. Yeah, what's going on with that? So for the first year, we need to water these seedlings weekly from late spring to early fall. But after the first year, they will become established and only require watering during periods of prolonged drought. So if you're doing this in California, you're still going to need to water it regularly. Right. Um, Very important to remove weeds all the time. Otherwise, they will kill your tree. Okay. And after the first two or three years... The young evergreens will need to be shaped by pruning or shearing each year after the trees flush their new growth. So I've got to, like, Mr. Miyagi, like, Mm -hmm. prune this thing like a little, what are those little trees called? Oh, like a bonsai? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you worried about shedding? Sure. Don't worry. It's normal. Great. All evergreens drop about 30% of their needles every year. I see your face. You're wondering, when do I harvest this tree? Yeah, when? Yeah. So if you had decent growing conditions, you should have a beautiful six to seven foot Christmas tree in a mere six to nine years. So like quick, easy, then you get out your chainsaw and have a Merry Christmas. What the fuck? So for all of you growing at home, check in in six to nine years. Let us know how your tree worked out. Yeah, I'll still be working on my fake one. And I'll be out on the tree farm after dark on Christmas Eve. (laughs) See you there. Happy Christmas. This has been a Tom C. Lukaitis production in association with Double Daddy Studios. Thank you for enjoying this podcast responsibly. That's some fucked up shit. Are you kidding me?
You plant your first one, and then or when maybe that's even a few in two, case one of them gets oh like eaten God. by the weeds. You know, like already, there's a good chance that they're not all gonna grow up to be big and beautiful. I'm exhausted. <laughs> that's the title of my memoir. <laughs> You're not gonna grow up to be big and beautiful. Just big. <laughs> Tell me about... And we broke Lucy. This has been Why We're Whining. <laughs>